2: From Variety, celebrating more than 117 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Awards Circuit Podcast
0: look man we're all fucked you know what I mean we're all when I say fucked I'm not saying your son's fucked I'm saying we're all we've all got issues you know human beings are on the spectrum we're all the spectrum of humanity is a obviously multifaceted and very complex spectrum so some are, are, are more so on spectrums than others of course and there are clinical diagnoses for some things but there should be a clinical diagnosis for the condition of being human Colin Farrell just landed his first
2: ever Oscar nomination for best actor for playing Parik the milk farmer with a lovable donkey in the Banshees of Inna Sharon. I'm Clayton Davis. On this episode of the award winning Variety Award Circuit podcast, we talk to Colin Farrell about his role in the Martin McDonough dark comedy. He also discusses what's next for him, which will include him reprising his role as Oz, aka the Penguin, in the upcoming TV spin off of Matt Reeves' The Batman. He also provides some exclusive details also on this episode a chat with oscar-winning composer justin Hurwitz from the film babylon but first during the award circuit roundtable we're going deep into the andrea riseborough oscar nomination controversy and the academy's decision not to rescind her nod it's all next on this edition of the variety award circuit podcast stay
3: close Hey, everyone. It's another edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Roundtable. I'm Variety TV editor Michael Schneider, along with Janelle Riley. Hello. Jazz Tanke. Hello. And Clayton Davis. Clayton just... just, asshole, just oh, God, sh- <laughs> my phone is, like, going off. What was uh, that? Did, did no. someone just call you an asshole? At this? No,
2: it was, it was uh, like, I, I was watching, uh I, I was listening to a podcast on the way here and when I went to turn my phone on silent.
1: That's what I played. heard, too. That's what I heard, <laughs> yeah. I thought we had sound.
2: It did say asshole. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I thought we had sound drops now. No, no, no like,
3: that's what we do now was uh, a clayton davis
1: asshole yep. yeah, i was about like, to refer to you as layton davis and i was like oh that's too mean and then someone called you an asshole and i was like, I was like no. that's so
2: much worse
3: <laughs> uh yeah um no i'm doing i, well. I just thought I, that no. was jessica screaming at you in the background i mean that also i mean yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a home
2: recording guys <laughs> <laughs> if i'm blinking that means i need help um i don't know how we have a round table when we're also square
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, you funny He's oh. trying to take over the dad jokes for, uh, mantle from Michael. I Never. I,
3: am,
2: I am a dad. So that it's okay to
3: you are. Dad. And and you're a joke. Oh, no. see? oh, that's nice. Well done.
1: Okay. This oh. is really weird because um, we're in four little boxes here on zoom because what? I won't say who someone has COVID. So we're not in person. <laughs> and two, it's the two diagonal boxes are wearing um, white hoodies. And then the other two are black shirts. And I'm just, I'm going to take a picture and post it on Facebook, not Facebook, on Twitter, so you can all see. Yeah. I love that.
2: Because white is right, right? That's according to one of of my, that was my anonymous Oscar ballot, uh, Oscar voter, talking about Andrew Riseboro said, because white is always right.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: Very timely. Those anonymous
1: Oscar ballots make me nervous to read. It was,
2: it was the first time the, I would argue that the anonymous Oscar voter uh, thing was put to good use. Really? Yeah, because I think they gave such insightful uh, arguments into, which is probably our first topic today. That's Andrew a good segue. Yes. Yeah, good, good segue. Mean, yes.
4: yeah.
2: There's your segue. Uh, Andrea Bridesborough's Oscar nomination will remain. Uh So much has happened since this last one. We have to start from the beginning. That Friday, the Academy released this statement, which I call their version of the Comey letter, which didn't <laughs> name names. It was. It was just... You know, we've been made aware of something we're going to I'm paraphrasing here, conducting okay. a review into campaigns of of the last, uh, of this year's nominees and then Tuesday came and then they released a, a statement that did get specific and said, uh, we received complaints or whatever about 2 Leslie, we haven't seen any ca- campaign violations but we did see some things on social media that did uh, cause concern and they will be addressed uh, privately, a.k.a. people are about to get kicked out not nah, kicked out. Why they're going to get suspended from the academy.
1: Why privately now? Why did they make a statement in the first place, saying they were looking into something? I just thought, like, do your investigation and then tell us if you want. Yes, yeah, but that's why like- right. it's
2: a Comey letter. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, James Comey. Um, yeah, they they really shouldn't have said anything on Friday. That's probably their their misstep. I appreciate that they looked into it. Uh, if, if for people that are, it's because it's the most inside baseball complaining of all time. Of how she got her Oscar nomination. My personal personal take is a lot of what is rumored to have happened is not something that I don't think happens all the time. Every season, I think their campaign flew a little too close to the sun. I think the one misstep was the specifics that were shared on social media that you only need 218 votes to get an Oscar nomination for acting which is exactly true and that's it made it too of a numbers game i now know how the producers of american idol felt the mm-hmm. year that sanjaya kept going farther in the competition <laughs> oh, even, wow. though she,
4: <laughs> even though she
2: is not a sanjaya <laughs> but, yeah
4: i was gonna say don't was too. very
2: good yes but <laughs> this it, i think it felt a little bit like that someone had infiltrated the academy's not process. nature oh, process
1: god but um, why um oh it just i just i just felt bad because it was Oh she's
2: a loser in she, all this. She she lost so much. Well, no, like, the, 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 the one good thing is I'm hoping
1: people, people will know her name and will seek out her movie because I know some people who are and then they realize it's a great movie and a great performance and like you know it, it just wasn't handled well like it just wasn't handled well. I'll leave it at that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've never seen such a rise to number three by someone in the <laughs> rankings ever. Like she's totally number three.
1: Like, and also, and, even if there were people who were like actively saying things on social media about, you know, put her in the first slot or whatever, how is that on her or on the film it, company? It, the film it, company, it, company?
2: Well, it, it isn't on her. It is on the film company because the company didn't run the campaign because yeah. they had no the money to run a campaign. Um, it's on the people who shared it. Because listen. It becomes the, the ever-growing argument. Mike, I think we talked about this once, you and I, have like, just privately in a in a conversation. Like, do you, like, when you're voting on a ballot, are you, when you put the names on the ballot, are you actually putting at number one the person you believe is number one? Or are you giving the number one spot to people who you think need it because you think they need it to get in?
3: Yeah, it depends and, how and, st- strategic people
4: are.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, and the purity of Oscar is to not be strategic. Is do what you want to do. Do what makes you feel like wh- whatever you think is the best. That's what you vote for.
1: Well, at the end of the day, nobody is in the voting booth with you. So right. people like pe- big Wait, deal. There are people Oscar were told.
3: voting booths. <laughs> I swear, yes, they, they should totally mind. make some though they, that would be I'm awesome. starting to
1: think they should because you can campaign for someone you can ask tell people to vote for someone when they're well, with you, that ballot like well, right. you know, yeah. movies like you know Green Book win and people are upset so like nobody can force you to vote for someone so yeah. if people voted for Andrea Riseborough, maybe it's because they wanted to
4: and maybe because uh,
1: it's a good film and, or maybe yeah. she's great in it like what a concepts? Yeah, yeah I mean listen th- there are
2: like kind of Three separate things that are happening simultaneously. I think that's what the big problem has been, and what people were mistaken by. Like people were upset that there were no black women in the category. That's not Andrea sure. Riseborough's fault. Like she's one person. There were two black people, so she doesn't equal two black people. So we're making the assumption that Andrea Riseborough was number five. We're also making the assumption that Danielle deadweiler and Viola Davis were six and seven. And I don't believe right. that based on what we see really? now. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they. I. I think it was Jennifer Lawrence. I'll be honest. Brian Tyree Henry right. got in. They pair stuff all the time. It was probably Jennifer Lawrence. You so, and I talked
0: about this, right? Yeah. But, yeah.
2: You know, um, so you, there's that. That's a separate issue, and we can have the a, a discussion about the people that came out for Andrea Riseborough. While the spirit of it, I I love. I love that it's not about money, and people came out and all that. We never see that for black females in in the industry. Valid argument. That's again, something separate. And then when it came to Andrea herself, Andrea, like all people like that try to get Oscar nomination don't know the rules, like inside and out. That's the job of a publicist mm-hmm. and marketing people in the studio. They know the rules. So I think she was just, I think she is like an innocent bystander and just yeah. went through the yeah. process. And I feel terrible that vi- she is the academy's Pia Zadora.
1: No wait, No, no, no. wait. What like, does that like,
2: mean? like, like, like <laughs> in, like in, in a way, in, in, in the, in the, in the looks of history.
1: Oh, she'll be associated. She'll be associated.
2: Yeah. yeah, she'll be so- like it, we almost Will Smith her this year. Like for the rest of time, we will ask her. Like so, by the time you got an Oscar nomination, people didn't think you really got one.
1: Well, I'm yeah. hoping this is not her last nomination, and at some point it will be a footnote. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, it's, it's too bad. I just, I. Oof
3: well, and and the other difference, obviously, is that again, for for people who have seen the film, they agree that it is deserving, right? Her unlike, performance is deserving, yes. Un- unlike yeah. Pia Zadora back in the day where no one could argue that <laughs> she
4: deserved any so, <laughs> yeah
3: so so that that was just purely ridiculous. and it came out of bribing judges or, or whatever they were doing back in the day.
1: Also, the academy can't police people who aren't members. So if i I, I know a lot of people who sort of shared the the tweet or the facebook post that said you know hey if i've known any academy voters please vote for andrea um what's you know what's so you're, the rule you're, to you're stop you're, them
2: you're bringing up saying, the, the mary mccormick of it all right so that's been i like, wasn't the, gonna name names yeah no yeah. but I mean, that's been reported <laughs> out like sure. she the ex-wife of of howard stern no, no. now the, the current oh you wife. mean
1: ex-wife in the movie
2: ex, ex-, ex-, ex-
4: yeah, 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 and she was fantastic in, re- in real life, you know. yeah,
2: uh, yeah, uh, married to the director, uh, mm. Michael Morris, right? Michael Morris, right? Sarah, and of course, yeah. she's mm-hmm. supporting her yeah.
1: husband's movie and telling, yeah, like she's a civilian. It. Yeah. It's
2: just like if Mike Schneider walked on the street and started screaming, You guys all need to vote for Glass Onion.
3: Because it's the best oh, movie I, that's
2: ever been by made. By the way, I do that all the time for <laughs> you Ray do Seahorn. All yeah.
3: You know, you know it's if, if Ray Seahorn gets a nomination, that's yeah, on me. That, that is
4: yeah.
1: on that's 100 percent Mike. <laughs> He's out there but, with a bell and yeah. like a sandwich board.
3: But
2: Michael is not a film academy member, so that's fine. That and listen, up. and and and, yeah. and the, the issue here is vague rules, particularly number 10 and 11. Ten talks about lobbying, is two sentences, does not define what that is. So that's problem number 1 and problem number 2 and this is wh- this is where rules were actually violated. So I'm I'm going to come into this part. You can't reference according to rules nothing that you if you think it should be a rule or not, but the rules currently state you cannot reference the competition air quotes. So once people like Francis Fisher again reported, it was out there, it's still out there, Instagram said yeah. Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yo, Danielle DeWiler, Viola Davis, there are locks. It's okay. We only need 218 votes. Put her at number one. That is right there. Boom. Done. Wrong. You can't do it. So that's why the next step, when they and they said they'll do this privately, they're going to be suspensions. I imagine whoever did specifics like that will get suspended if they're actually an academy
3: member. if they're a member i was gonna say if so so you know you could still do that clayton i <laughs> mean not yeah, a, yeah i could I, I mean just, that's, sure that's part of your job is, yeah. is ranking
2: a, yeah literally
3: yeah and, and,
2: and, and oh god the conversation about like you know there's oscar pundits that do this so what's the difference you know and you know people are on billboards spending hundreds of millions of dollars yes you can we can talk about that and people can tout a performance like Anyone that said, vote for uh, anyone that said, like, two Leslie's great, Andrea Riceboro is phenomenal, they're not wrong. They haven't violated anything. Once they say, don't worry, Kate Blanchett's safe, vote for her, vote for Andrea, number one, that's when it becomes an issue. That's your problem.
1: That's so problem. I, I have a question for you. There's been talk that now she could potentially win. What is your take on that?
2: Listen, you can you can infiltrate the academy nomination process by targeting one thousand three hundred and two acting branch members and make making sure you get two hundred eighteen yeses out of that. That's I will not say that's easy because <laughs> obviously clearly not yeah yeah it's clearly not but obviously like you know it's easier than now you have to get to ninety five hundred because everyone votes now and I think there's morbid curiosity now people are going to watch it but also. And Jazzy, you know better than anyone, as the artisan's editor, 65% of the Academy are in the tech categories. You have to be incentivized to watch a movie, and two Leslie's not nominated anywhere else. I don't think they're going to be making sure I pop that in. Right.
1: Well, well although I, I bet of all the movies that were nominated for Oscars, that one ha- saw the biggest uptick.
4: Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. I, it did. I think yeah. that
0: was the story or it was reported that like a lot of people sought that out. Guys,
2: when Mike when Mike Schneider sees it, that's when you know it's in the big leagues. Because <laughs> exactly. Mike, Mike's <laughs> gonna come next week. as the like, guys that two Leslie. <laughs> well, let me.
3: What
1: well, has this. Mike seen?
3: Uh, <laughs> by the way, I saw most recently uh, Devotion, which is not nominated. Is it oh, that was, uh, yeah. fa- thanks, way after the fact, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hates you now. But I will now give a shout out to Devotion. It's still yeah. a lovely movie. Great um, sound, great production
2: design. Was it's that family beautiful.
4: night?
3: Jo- yeah, yeah, those family night. The family uh, night. Jonathan nice. Majors, of course. We beautiful we score. Yeah. Beautiful score. Yeah. So uh but but back to Andrew real quick. So, you know, we feel bad for her on the flip side. Um, we now know who she is. She's a little more of a household name. She's an Oscar nominee. Uh it's it's uh elevated our conversation about this film that no one had heard of. Yeah. It's a it's a trade off because yeah she's been unfairly maligned but there has been a lot more attention for for her and for this movie do you think ultimately she comes out okay on this uh, I
4: think
1: she does because uh, she's in like, yeah, the public
4: eye yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. I think
2: it can get shed a little bit again I think as long as people like us really clear this up for people that this is not this is not Andrea Riseborough sitting and saying I want an Oscar nomination go do this I I think she was she was just like tell me where to go and I'll go.
3: She killed she a man, went, right? Right, yeah. She killed, the she killed killed the a guy. She
2: killed a guy. Listen, the the most apparent question that I want answered now, I listen, I do love Andrea riseborough and for people like us inside baseball, we've known her for a very long time, right? That was, she's a great actress, and we're glad that she has this moment. But what the how was she able to get the likes of Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Edward Norton? All these Amy Adams, Kate Winslet, all these A-listers to come out and bat for her. Not saying that like it was undeserved, but other other people don't <laughs> get like the amount of people that came out. I was like, we were making a joke, and I this is a joke, but I was kind of like, what tape does she have of everyone? Like, who killed someone, and where does she know the where's the body? Like, she like well, getting this magnitude of support is unprecedented.
1: A lot of the she's worked yeah. with a lot
2: of these people. Sure, you know? a lot of people have worked yeah. with a lot of people.
1: Well, but that's the thing. Like, I don't actually know that she got so many more people than most people do. It's just that when she got the nomination, everyone was like too
2: too too expressive, though, to convey yeah. it and put on social media. Yeah. That's never
1: happened. I mean that that that's, there's some truth to that because yeah. like we, again, inside baseball, we know that like people sponsor events or sure. screens and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's not new, but yeah. it's just the amount of that it got. How it say film Twitter always thinks that they. Matter and they can change things. The fact that it got out there and people were like talking about it, and I'll never forget being in the Critics' Choice, being at the Critics' Choice Awards when Kate Blanchett won. Mike and Janelle, you weren't there. If you were sitting near me, you would have heard the noise that came out of my mouth when Kate Blanchett won and goes, "Andrea Riseborough." I gasped. I was like, "I'm in the Twilight Zone." Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. Well,
1: like, my it, head. Was, my head was started spinning because yeah. I was like. Wait, what am I just hearing? Like, like, literally, like, like I can't
2: believe she said it, it was the first thing out of her mouth. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, what? what is this Andrea Riseboro thing that's happening right now? So th- that's a separate, again, separate question. Andrea Risborough, glad she has her moment. I'll be interested to see what happens the next time that she gets to bat. But I do, and this is, again, personal, like, look, I pray to God she doesn't win this year for the reason it will be an asterisk, an asterisk for like all time. People, it, it will it will never be accepted in like the world fully. They'll they'll always be this. I, but
1: I, I think dot people dot. have very short memories.
2: Okay, tell Will Smith yeah.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I will in five yeah. years. I will. Yeah. And yeah. bad and
2: bad boys. By the way, the Andrew Riseboro thing came as they announced Bad Boys, and I was like, no one cares, right? Like, no <laughs> one cares about Bad Boys. We are it's, just talking about Andrew Riceborough.
4: It's crazy how
1: it was crazy. It really was the talk of the town. Like everywhere I went over the weekend, or people who like aren't even you know into following the Oscars wanted to know what I thought about I it. I did and,
2: CNN yeah. when I was on CNN. I was like, oh no, this is some, some stage yeah. Show. <laughs>
1: this is this is
2: scandal next to after following Biden. Like My the guys.
1: Mother-in-law sent me a text message yesterday and I made a joke about it on Twitter because it was like, you know, like it's reached outside of our circle when yeah. like you know, when regular when, reg- when
2: regular people start asking us about it that never talk to us. Yes,
1: yeah. there and were just like there were two Andrea Riseburg tweets, and I'm sorry, I wish I could credit the right people with them, um, that made me laugh. One was like, Good luck finding her. Basically, because she's a chameleon. Yep. Uh, um, and the other was, uh, you know, can you describe? They were like uh, talking to an officer, can you could describe, you know, the offender? Well, she's very talented. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Very talented, but so yes, what... I, I can't wait to hear the nominees luncheon. Go ahead, Mike.
3: Hmm. So I was gonna say, I mean, at, at this point, is is it's kind of over now, right? The the whole the fun, the the controversy, everything's sort of been resolved. The and... the,
2: the Riseborough is or is not a nominee controversy is over. Now we wait to see um, what is coming next. Like, will well, I mean, will those private things that are going to happen with you know members will that happen sooner rather than later? uh you know then obviously there's the reforms or, or the button-ups of, of the rules but that will definitely come after the ceremony because that'll be their post-mortem
3: but um are yeah we, that, i mean that's, that's it we, we still have more than a month like can we can we create a what? new controversy is there something else we can uh, kind I mean, of obsess anybody, over anyone
2: got any other questions about some nominees i <laughs> made it? we can raise them now man because like god damn
3: it was it was what a week it's so only we- been a week
1: it was a long week so we're just
3: back now to talking about the year of dicks yeah yeah. (laughs) so good by the
2: way such a good short
4: really yeah such a
2: good short there you know what's funny a lot some i mean live action aside a lot of the shorts are really good this year but some of them were very questionable but my year of dicks is great
1: the animated shorts are great. It's funny. I re- I used to, I really, I go to the theater and watch the shorts. They would play them all oh, yeah. together. And mm. like, I go to short film festivals. I make shorts. I love shorts. And I see so many amazing short films. And there were years where I'd be like, these are terrible. Like, yeah. how did any of these make it in? And, They're very or yeah. 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 It's like, some of them are some of the best you'll ever see. And then some yep. are like, just. Really or like, disastrous. oh
2: my God, like this is yeah. torture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's was, a
1: good year this year though. Yeah. There it's, was one that yeah. won a few years ago that I could not believe even made the cut. And, I,
2: and I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure we have. A I think game, we're probably yeah, looking at the, the same um, movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, what's coming next? So we
1: have. Big Oscar contender opening this weekend in my world. Which is. Knock oh, at the cabin. cabin. Hardcore oh, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan van right here. Love this movie.
2: Uh, I have not seen it yet. Uh, I did see Megan, though. Megan's week. great. Megan is my new favorite film of
3: all time. <laughs> like,
2: Mike, have
1: you oh seen any gosh. M night Shyamalan movies?
3: I saw dead people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Good gap. Yeah. Um, so M3Gan? You uh M3. 3 oh, is wow. so, it's it's
2: it's so much fun. Like I wish like I wish Hollywood just made things like that. It's like it's such a weird comparison, but it's like RRR. because like it's ridiculous. But it's made so sincere, yeah. and you just watch yeah. it, and it's like, hell yeah, give me more of this. I always get worried about sequels, though. M3 Megan 2 and M2025. And, and, 20, Morgan. and, and,
1: and right. Morgan. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Morgan next. And, and Morgan. Oh my god. On that note, I'm going to run. Bye. Uh,
3: yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah.
2: We, <laughs> we lost <were> jazz.
1: <laughs> your, your dad jokes killed her. Finally. I know.
2: But yeah, we. I, I mean, listen. There's not. I mean, listen. On the podcast this week, we have some amazing guess Um one with a very heavy Irish accent that is a banshee from sharon Colin Farrell, who is just precious cargo. And the other? Uh the other is a Golden Globe winning composer this year, Oscar winner before, Justin Hurwitz
1: of oh, Babylon. That's great.
2: Yeah. Nice. Colin, by the way, and you know, we have to be journalists, we have to be unbiased, right?
1: No, but, no one said that. But
2: I've I've never um interviewed Colin Farrell before. I've never met him in person. So I did for this and it's a video podcast, guys, you can watch this as well. And he was sitting across from me and it was like one of those moments I was like, "Oh, I get it. People yeah. people want want to want to sleep with you." Oh, I get it. Like Did you tell him that? Yeah, I was like I'm feeling the same thing. Like I'm going to go home and tell my wife like, "Listen, we have to have to talk." Colin Farrell is is just She gets dreamy. Oscar
1: Isaac, you get Colin Farrell.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. He's you know he's your, But you know but you, but you know what
2: it's it interesting and someone at, brought up Oscar Isaac to me because they were like, Didn't you feel the same way about Oscar Isaac? I was like, Oscar Isaac's got swag though. Like, I'm not saying Colin Farrell doesn't, but Oscar I- Isaac like he looks at you and you're just like you're looking like only at me it makes you feel something like colin farrell's like sitting there with his shirt unbuttoned down you know mid-chest and then he's just like yeah you know, like just like so nonchalant about things he's like oh yeah i'm just the most good-looking guy that's ever lived
1: yeah nonchalant like he doesn't know exactly what he's doing yeah you know (laughs) that's
3: a that's a good segue though speaking of segues to talk about someone else on that list is the one and only pedro pascal
1: Who's hosting and, Saturday Night Live this weekend.
3: And the Last Glass of Us episode, of us. please. Have you? Did you see this week's episode? episode I, have three? I have it. Can I Can I ask you something like, as you're wearing an HBO shirt right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I'm bought and sold. I was like, yeah.
2: listen, sort of looking forward to Emmys, right? Sort of thinking about that because we're yeah. going to get there any second now. I don't. Do, do you think HBO knew that this was going to be like a contender? Yes. Or, do you think so? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think
1: they've they, known they... for some time. And there was even buzz before the episode pr- premiere from journalists who had seen the episode in advance saying, like, prepare yourself. In yeah. fact, my my big complaint about the episode is apparently now it's spoilers to say that you, an episode made you cry. Or that you no, really enjoyed that, an episode. Yeah, yeah, that that that's or, or to I, say that Nick Offerman is in it. Like yeah. all these people uh, are every, raging about
3: boys. So Nick Offerman, Murray Bartlett. Yes, uh, I mean they both. I, I don't know how they're going to have to wrestle for that guest actor Emmy because maybe they can split it. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. they can like somehow submit them together as one yeah. unit. Because well,
1: like they did with the Billy Elliot boys at the Tonys.
3: <clears throat> yeah. The, yeah, the the, the, the Cohen brother, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah, you yeah just I feel put, like that. Yeah, same I line. Think, you know, I, I will say well, I, you can't do this, but I will say they have submitted SNL hosts together. Yes, as combos. And they won once, oh, right? Like
1: wait, Amy the, and Tina. Uh, the, Tina. Tina. Yeah,
4: Amy yeah, Moore
2: but and I guess one. but they were together on the. Same but those yeah. performances, yeah. Murray yeah.
1: And, and Nick, they don't work with yeah. each other. Yeah. I mean, like so.
2: But so back to games. back to the HBO Emminess of this. How like God, I don't know if anyone's hyper aware of this, but House of the Dragon, Last of Us, Succession's about to come. And I think they got one like juggle will be an Olympic art form of what they're going to have to do this year. It's a, it's
3: yeah, it's a it's a high class problem over at HBO (laughs) right now is they they have a lot of big contenders and both in both in comedy and in drama. And yeah, it's it's going to be. And by the way, we still have like the other
2: like Severance is coming back. Yellow Jackets is coming back. Uh, something else. Oh, on, on
3: Paramount Plus with Showtime,
2: let's have a good talk Aww. about that, Mike. Go ahead, yeah. go All ahead, right. man.
3: What, what,
1: are they What is they happening? Doing? Explain it to me, please.
2: Um, I've never been so aware that the existence of yellow jackets prevented something else from happening as it was because I was like, like, we just want to get, like, we this is not a good name and this
3: is just so we can
2: keep yellow jackets somewhere in this yeah. organization. What, what are they doing? Expl-
1: explain it for people who don't know Michael so I so don't know.
3: <laughs> so so basically they've now put Showtime under the paramount plus banner it's it's all sort of one entity and the thing is even the linear channel now will not be Showtime anymore. the The linear channel will even be called Paramount Plus with Showtime. Now, part of why they're doing this, it's financial. You're you're basically on paper shutting down Showtime, which allows them now to write off a lot of programming. And as we saw immediately, they canceled a lot of development, a lot of programming is just going away now. And 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 just like with other mergers uh, like HBO Max Discovery, where they use that in order to. Uh, you know, take advantage of that one-time write-off and cancel a whole bunch of stuff. That's what they're doing now over there too. And yeah, it's it's sad because it is kind of a end of an era. I mean, so
2: they, I, I, I kind of a- couldn't they just? I mean, I mean, I, I, we're not in the heads of marketing, obviously, but like, can they just shut down Showtime and just mer- like just
3: merge it? Like, no, but you, you you can't just yet because people are still spending a lot of money on Showtime, and you can't just cut that off because that's a huge revenue driver uh still for the company uh, a lot of people spend it still spending a lot of money on that so you get rid of that and you're you're really just you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot
1: so were are showtime and paramount plus merging or were they always owned by the same parent company because they've always the Vi- been
3: it's viacom right yeah which is now paramount global but um yeah for for a long time showtime uh, was a part of cbs uh so when viacom and cbs split CBS got Showtime. And so he got them in the
2: divorce. Is that literally yeah, how it exactly. happened? Exactly. <laughs> literally gone. in
3: the divorce. So when they remerge, suddenly they're all part of the same company again. And now uh, Paramount uh, so so Chris McCarthy, who's one of the execs there who oversees all the MTV stuff and, and uh all those networks, also now has oversight of Showtime since David Evans is gone. So
1: So are they literally Dropping the Showtime name for monetary reasons.
3: Yes, so
2: it sounds like Mike just described. Yeah, it's, like it's, for a tax write-off.
3: So they're not complete. I mean, they're so they're not completely dropped the Showtime name because they're now sticking Paramount Plus with Showtime. Yeah, um, which yeah. is
2: So like, I want again. This this comes back to the, even the Warner Brothers Discovery when we got that first logo that was just pretty much like, uh, Arial font or whatever, or, or like someone used like clip art or whatever.
1: Could have been like fans, I, could have been worse.
2: I just want to talk about who, like, in the, be in that room and just be like, guys, Paramount Plus with Showtime. That that's it. That that's the one we go with, guys. Yeah. Was it the first one out the gate? Was it you picked the name out of a hat? Because like it just there was something better that rolled off the tongue.
3: I think that. they should. It should be Paramount Plus with and Showtime. <laughs>
2: I want a comma after plus. I want to or, really make Paramount plus fired. with
3: and or Showtime. With Talks with
2: and or Showtime, <laughs> Paramount or short or Showtime question mark? Like we could yeah. just really like go. We could really make some out of this. Whatever. You um, want. When, when does this take effect? By the way, did they say a date?
3: Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I never know when stuff happens. Like I don't anymore. know. I, I still got. to just turn yesterday. on my TV. <laughs> I, I got a press release today that still was uh, just said showtime, so it's, uh, it, it's coming, but did, I don't know why. Just in the streaming like conversation,
2: because it was interesting. Did you guys read uh, about how Netflix is gonna do the not sharing passwords thing?
1: I saw yeah. the headline and kind of had a giggle and moved on.
2: So I mean, just it's interesting. So like you pretty much uh, ask for like a temporary, you ask yourself for like a temporary uh, password. For like seven days, if you're like at a hotel, because that was like the big question people had, like, what if I'm traveling? So you um, won't be able
1: to sign in from different. Um,
2: well, there are plans like for like one device, two devices, and four devices.
1: Okay, but most people have four devices to themselves. So. Yeah, this is this is gonna go great.
2: Oh, you're talking about more money. You're talking <laughs> money. Yeah, the highest plan has four devices. Yeah, this is all going great. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So me and
2: Mike can't share passwords anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, we, we don't share passwords <laughs> i mean no. on
1: one hand i understand it is not, not for to netflix have, like, but yeah, yeah. not, for, not
2: yeah. i mean it's like it's it's like i get it but it's also like come on guys
1: it, yeah well, well we'll
4: see we'll, we'll see. see how much it
2: adds to the bottom line
4: yeah
3: yeah, yeah. turns out these companies like
2: money they what go figure, we, we, yeah. wait are we doing this for art cuz we want to make good television and and movies crickets Yeah, Tumbleweed just passed through the room. When I was a kid, I saw E.T. and I wanted to make movies. Yes.
3: (laughs) All right, gang. Uh, On that note.
1: This weekend, go see Knock at the Cabin. Go see and watch Pedro Pascal on Saturday Night Live.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be good. And and Coldplay is the musical
1: guest. That'll be good. Wait, is
4: Coldplay?
3: Really Coldplay? Yeah. I swear to God, I was
2: like, wait, are they still making music? Yeah, I guess they are.
1: Pedro Pascal is so funny in uh, the Nicolas Cage movie the unbearable weight of massive talent yes he was Here's on my ballot yes from nicholas cage yes, so like i cannot amazing. wait to see this guy cut loose with some comedy
2: yeah oh and i guess we can here. what are you guys doing on september 2nd 2023 did like go on a to, trick question did i go, go to a beyonce concert because she announced her dates
1: oh did you know
2: uh, are you are you buying tickets no i won't be here i'll be at telluride <laughs> it's like during like, i was gonna th- say
1: i was like september is not a good month for me yeah yeah. no
2: i mean those i mean i ticket master checkmate go ahead man
3: <laughs> go I, I honestly don't think i'm gonna be able to take out a loan that's not big enough <laughs> yeah. for these tickets so you know i mean you, yeah I was, was, you know, I was literally thinking hoarders. about that when i saw that i was like yeah there's there's no way i can afford that i'm i'm just i don't like, listen i love a
2: lot of people i don't think there's anyone i love that much to want to see them live for something like to spend that much money just think, I was there and I saw them live I don't I just don't think I I have that in me. I love Janelle I would go see Janelle live I would
1: pay for your for
4: your, sh- for your show yes yeah. no, Mike he's, I would he he's he's, he's,
1: re-
3: he's referring to Monet Yeah,
1: (laughs) Clayton, you're going to regret saying that because you didn't live here when I was doing plays on the regular. I know. And once I get back up and start mounting my shows again, you are going to be required to attend. You're going to have to sit next to Justin Chang (laughs) sitting there going, What have I? That's a good
2: person to sit next to. I'm okay with that. As long as it's a great audience member. Yes. It was, bye. but like
1: all my actors bye. were freaked out because they were like why is a film critic from the LA Times at our 60 seat theater play
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> Listen, uh, fair, cool. just want to let you know right now headline the day you get a Tony nomination you know what how did this campaign tactic you know work out for Janelle Riley in this coming
1: for, coming, yeah. coming for you
4: right, I, I uh, yeah, coming uh, I, yeah, go uh, uh, I gotta go pick uh, up my son or he's gonna yeah. kill me so. <laughs> love you guys bye, bye. bye. bye.
2: After the break, Oscar nominee, Colin Farrell. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. Colin Farrell is on fire. Aside from basking in the glow of receiving his long-overdue first Oscar nomination for the Banshees of Inisherin, and delivering... Four acclaimed performances in 2022, he's gearing up to reprise his role as Oz, aka The Penguin, for the spin-off television series from Matt Reeves, The Batman, which he'll begin shooting on February 28th. In The Banshees of Inisherin, he plays Milk Farmer Park, opposite fellow nominee Brendan Gleeson.
0: Now I'm sitting here next to you, and if you're going back inside, I'm following you inside, and if you're going home, I'm following you there too. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and i have forgotten it. But I don't think I said something when I was drunk and i have forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. Uh, With all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody schoolchild. But you didn't say anything to me. And you didn't do anything to me. Well, that's what I was thinking, like. I just don't like
4: you no more. You do like me I don't. Did
0: you liked me yesterday
4: Oh did I yeah I thought you did
2: Distributed by Searchlight Pictures, Banshees was the second most Oscar-nominated film this year receiving nine nominations Best Picture Director for Martin McDonough, actor for Colin Farrell, two Supporting Actor nominations for Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan, Supporting Actress for Carrie Condon, Original Screenplay, Film Editing, and Original Score. The movie is also nominated for 10 BAFTAs and 5 Screen Actors Guild Awards, tying for the most in history. We sit down with Farrell to talk about receiving his first Oscar nomination, as well as his bombastic year that included acclaimed performances and After Yang, 13 Lives, and The Batman. We began by talking about how this year and this nomination has felt for
0: him. Taking it with a pinch of salt,
4: mm-hmm.
0: truly. What I mean by that is um, it brings up a load of stuff. You know, you find yourself, I find myself saying how much, look, I've dreamed of, of Oscars since I was a kid, I mean, and not in relation to, well, it's Mm -hmm. not even that, it's not in relation to myself, but in relation to I wonder what it's like, not I wonder would I ever, I wonder what it would be like for me, but one of my clearest memories of the Oscar ceremony as a child was seeing Daniel Day-Lewis, I think I was probably about 11 or 12, Mm -hmm. uh, winning the Oscar for My Left Foot, which I had seen My Left Foot at that stage Mm -hmm. when I was 11 or 12, and had been so moved by it, and that was... Maybe four years before I ever did my first acting class yeah. or even thought of being an actor. So just, you know, I, I kind of have my own understanding of uh, fame or the dynamics of fame, why the world leads into fame, how we how we like putting people on a pedestal. The reverse of that, the shadow side of that is that we like also tearing people down from pedestals. Then we love seeing a resurgence and all. I kind of have my own personal from the inside understanding of all that stuff Um And so with that in mind, that's the taking it with a large pinch of salt, but just appreciating it as a, as a moment in time that'll, it'll all be over as we know in six weeks. (laughs) This will all be done in six weeks and, and it'll be something that I will just classify as memory. Um, but being in it. I, I'm I'm experiencing it. I'm feeling like I'm experiencing it with a certain amount of light. Yeah. I'm not feeling too much desperation around it. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the moment. Join the ride. I'm very grateful for the moment because I've been doing films, you know, for 20, 25 years. I've been an actor now. And, you know, I've done enough films, Clayton, that haven't worked. I've done enough films that either didn't find an audience or found an audience and the audience hated it. <laughs> hated it. Or, okay. you know, things that you can really clearly classify as not having worked. And every time I've worked on a film that hasn't, I say hasn't worked in my opinion hasn't worked it's not been as the result of a lack of effort or a lack of passion every time a filmmaker goes to work any time a cast and a crew get together everyone has aspirations everyone wants it to find an audience everyone wants to feel like they're part of something that has a bit of meaning even if that meaning is just entertaining an audience and it doesn't always work that way so at its simplest form, long-winded answer. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if you yeah. can ask one question and we can, do yeah, the, yeah, yeah, we, we can don't. do the whole hour. No, in its I- simplest form, to be part of Banshees and have worked with a cast and crew that I really have a very deep affection for. And then now seeing that film go out into the world and find an audience and be received yeah. in the way it's been, it's magic, you know? And I mean, the, the morning of the nominations, um, Cause I have wondered through the years if I was ever in that position where there was a chance of getting a nomination for an Oscar, mm. what would I do? Would I go to bed and wait for the publicist to call at five in the morning? Would I stay up and watch? I was like, Wait, no, I are, you,
2: are you telling me you didn't get up in 2008 for Embruge? Like you, you, did you? Did, no, I, no. Oh. I I mean, there's still part
0: yeah. of me that goes, I'm not supposed to be at any of this part. Yeah. You know, there's okay. still part of me it. I have this kind of outsider narrative, which yeah. is kind of bollocks, okay. bullshit as well. <laughs> but, um. But this time I thought it was a little bit the night before Christmas mm-hmm. and I thought, what am I going to do? Ah, stay up and watch it. My youngest boy was with me. He's so excited about all this. As you should be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I have to be very careful dad. that I don't yeah. spend my time kicking yeah. over sandcastles with him and going, look, sure. none of it means anything. And <laughs> I'm trying to find, strike the chord between yeah. it's, we all know what the important things in life truly yeah. in the living of a life are, right? And it's not this. Yeah. Having said that, it's a lovely moment and I find myself grateful for it. So, so we, he went to sleep. I got him up. Kerry lives close to me. Mm-hmm. Kerry Condon. Condon, who plays my sister. I should say I play her brother mm-hmm. in the film she lives close to me so Kerry texts me and said what are you going to do are you going to watch it I think I'll go to bed but I don't know if I'll be able to sleep and I said she lives close so I said well listen my two sisters a brother-in-law Henry's with me we're all going to get up and watch it just come around mm-hmm. so 5 o'clock in the morning he knock on the, know, door, knock the door I opened the door Kerry was there darkness of night pajamas like, or
2: just uh, she close got, okay. no 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 <laughs> she was
0: denim on denim <laughs> I don't know why that's close, but it felt kind of yep. close. Something very very cozy about it. She was denim on denim and she came in and the kettle went on. I mm-hmm. made four cups of tea. I had a box of Ferrero Rocher in the pantry. When the Ferrero Rocher comes out, you know, yeah. it's a serious occasion. Yep. So the Ferrero Rocher came out and we watched it. And she was first up, I think. Oh, and yeah, it, was, and it was very sweet. And we all had high fives. And then I saw Paul Mescal get in which I was delighted for. And then I saw Quiet Girl get in, which I was thrilled for. Yeah, I mean, and I uh, Irish film uh, to make the short first Irish language and film, and film and to and get, get an Oscar nomination, best international picture was just extraordinary. And then I saw some video footage on Twitter <laughs> of a bunch of Irish sitting in a cinema. It's called the Stella cinema in Rathmines, which is a beautiful cinema. Did you see that footage? No, on Twitter? Oh, I'll get it up I for you, it. man. I can watch it. I I it, it can please, can yeah. I show it to you yeah, now? Absolutely. Let me see. It is so beautiful. Because it was the last of the five as well that was yeah, mentioned. Yeah. So you see all these people. Wait, well, alph- wait, you hear the cheer. Order,
2: alphabetical But order. so we all
0: watched it, man. And we had high fives and we had hugs. And then we went back to bed. And it was very sweet. So if we can... You if, were able to go back to sleep. Yeah, I did yeah. go back to sleep. Yeah, for an hour. And then I had to get Henry back up from, uh, for school. Cool. <laughs> but uh, so if we can maintain a sweetness through it all, do yeah. you know what I mean? Without being too high brow or too serious about it. And just enjoy it, you know, for what it is, as I say, a moment in time.
2: Uh, when, you, when you heard, while, while you're pulling that up, when you heard uh, Brendan... Uh, Gleason and Barry Keoghan's name, were you... Thrilled. Thrilled. Like, and I mean... And look, it was both of them. It was, you know, it, both of them made it.
0: Yeah. And you may not be surprised because we're aware of all the energy going up to it, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to go here and go, I was totally surprised. Like, no. that'd be disingenuous. Yeah. Sorry, I tried to be as... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> tried to exercise as, as little of that as possible. Yeah. Um, but you're still shocked. Yeah. So... Not fully surprised, but still shocked. Shocked like to see Brennan's name. Shocked to see Barry's name. Shocked to see mine. Shocked Martin. to hear Kerry's. Shocked. You know, actually, Martin was the only one I wasn't shocked. Really? Yeah. Actually, no. oh, sorry, director, yes, I was. Director, yes, yeah. I was. No, 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 no. Director, yes, I was. Because I think what happens with Martin a little bit, you know, Clayton, is that he's, he's such an extraordinary writer Yeah. Um, that people find it hard to look past the pen. Yeah. Do you know? And I think he's, I, now from my money, he's an extraordinary director as well. I mean, he designed every shot, every frame, as directors, of course, always do. But he really was meticulous. He really knew how he wanted the film to look, how he wanted it to feel. And even the, the design, um, Carter Burwell's music. Was so strange. It was so kind of otherworldly. It dropped us into kind of the the, the folklorish mythological aspect of this yeah. film, which is set in a real world, but also heightened, of course. But yeah, so I was shocked when Martin got not the screenplay, yeah, but
2: but director, yeah. yeah. But I
0: think in the same sense as well. This lack of. Um, which look, there can only be five. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, it's not a science. So there's no, this person should have definitely been in, that person shouldn't ever in any category as far as I'm concerned. But but I I would have loved Ben Davis to get a nomination. And I think what happened with Ben is a little bit of what I say happens with Martin. The The natural world was so prevalent and was so overwhelmingly beautiful Mm. that I think people thought that there wasn't much lighting, cinematographical lighting going on. But but it was like a mirror. some of the stuff interior it was interesting.
2: i had a i was having a conversation with someone recently and it was one of the question marks of award season how did ben davis's cinematography not like catch on that's like an automatic like that we have to do
0: yeah this? and i think it's because of the beauty of the natural yeah. world you know and there was so many kind of extraordinary shots of of the vast and and yet intimate topography of check this out it's mm. so cool It was great that it was the last film as
4: well. And they're clapping everyone else. Fair play to me. Is it? not that that's amazing? <laughs> Isn't that so
3: sweet? Yeah. Oh,
2: that's incredible. It's big Can
0: movie theatre. Huh? big movie theatre. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lovely theatre. So that's all family and friends and people that, and I'm not joking you, I don't want to get all quaint in yeah. Ireland is such a small, you know. But we are a small island. And, yeah. and... and there is a sense of community at home that's really profound. It's one of the things that I miss most, you know, living in a more individualistic society over yeah. here is a sense of community at home. So, yeah, that tickled awesome. my heart when I saw that.
2: Oh, well, congratulations to Ireland and, and to you as well. Thanks, man. But going back to you, you had a busy year after Yang, The <coughs> Batman, 13 Lives, and Banshees of Inisherin. Are you having the time of your life right now making movies? Totally, it yeah. It looks like it.
0: Yeah, I feel spoiled rotten and... I mean, I want to say none of it's by design. I don't really, you know, I've been asked through the years various times in interviews, what project do you feel you want to make or who do you want to work with? And I've never really had an answer to that. Yeah. I just, h- honest to God, trusted in what's been in front of me. Sometimes I've gone to work just for the money. Sometimes I've gone to work, uh, uh, you know, the money has never been bad mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me over the last 20 years, but sometimes I've gone to work more because I have a deep passion for the project. And I felt like... uh Yeah, the last, those four films you mentioned, I didn't even think that they'd be coming out within the same kind of calendar year. And they were all so different. You know, the characters were all so different. The filmmakers had such a unique perspective and aesthetic style to their filmmaking, particularly, particularly Koganada, yeah. You know, uh, such yeah, I love him as a filmmaker. I love how understated he is, how gentle he is as a man and an artist, and that translates into the aesthetic of his film and also just the emotional psychological tonality of his films. Yeah. Columbus I thought was extraordinary. Yeah. You know, it really it, it he's 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 not didactic in any way, you know, and he doesn't he doesn't try and direct you toward any particular feeling. He gently puts his stories forward and I find myself I found myself leaning into Columbus um so, yeah, I, I've been spoiled rotten, man. Yeah. It was a great run.
2: Uh, also points to the need for a best choreography category. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dance
0: moves in after Yang Oh, I slap. can't remember the choreographer's name now. Shame on me. But she was amazing. Yeah. The, the opening to that film was, oh,
2: that, yeah, it was, it was so cool. Moves, man.
0: Uh, up there with uh, Oscar Isaac
2: and Ex Machina, for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, Ex Machina. What a yeah. film that is.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think Koganada had said, actually, I think the choreographer had said that, the film, it was like a, it was like confetti getting yeah. popped into the air, and then the rest of the film was the confetti slowly coming down. Yeah, which was a lovely kind of absolutely. Articulation. Oh, awesome. Um, well,
2: it's awesome. But something we we had noticed recently, uh, connected to you and some of your past films, yeah. you have made us cry in a lot of movies. Connected to dead animals and pets, like you're connected to these animals in the movies. The lobster. Yeah, how we lose a dog. Mm. Spoiler alert, Jenny uh, (laughs) in in Banshees. Um, And you are someone that wears your heart on on your sleeve. And we see a lot of that when you're anyone who's interacted with you over the years. Uh, You have a deep love for animals. I I can only imagine that's maybe why, because you feel that kinship. But are you a big big dog, cat, animal person? I
0: have two cats. (laughs) I have two cats uh, that I love. (laughs) Brother and sister, Murphy and Mia. I grew up with dogs. I love animals. Yeah, I love mm. animals. Yeah, I do. I adore animals. Yeah. Um, and I love working with them
4: because
0: mm. they're incredibly honest.
2: Is Jenny a diva
0: now? Jenny. Oh, Jenny's a tricky one. I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> um, Jenny, I saw a picture of her recently mm-hmm. and she's, she's, she looks like she's living good. She's <laughs> She's she's quite a bit more robust, mm-hmm. Rubenesque, okay. I say than I remember. Uh, and she's in a field somewhere, I think, in Ireland. She's look, she's out to pasture. She's earned her stripes, and she's she's in in a, in an early retirement. So we so we so we shouldn't expect
2: her at the Oscars. I don't man. think so. Oh, no, that would be amazing, man. Little little dicky bow. Yeah. Oh man. It's um, going back to the Batman because you know you you're fantastic as Oz slash the Penguin. Thanks. Um, unrecognizable. Big announcement coming uh, today, Batman 2. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, have you been What's... asked to be in it? No, or not, no? not, not, no, not no, yes. no, no. I mean, I know that the idea, I'm, I'm going to do a show. You're such a good actor,
0: by the way. I, like, I, enjoy, I enjoy this. You don't, you don't you know anything about Batman 2? No, 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 nothing. No, nothing. Yeah, yeah, honest Scott, on my life. Hmm. Um, I know it's happening. Yeah. And I know that Matt Reeves is deep in writing. Yeah. It, but what? I, oh, the only thing I do know Um. And I Would tell you I know something and tell you that I'm not telling you what right, I know yeah. rather I, than say I, I don't, I enjoy that. but right, uh, yeah. but what uh, the idea of because I'm going to do this, um, I think it's going to be a part thing for HBO, yeah, about around Oz's kind of rise into power, filling that power vacuum that was created when Falcone was killed. Um, and I th- Matt's idea originally was to have the Penguin show begin about a week after the end of the Batman film Gosh. and then if it works, if the trajectory is interesting enough, and if the audience go for it and we do our jobs right, have the second film penguin feature in the second film and pick up where the TV where the HBO show will end. Okay. So I don't know how much you will be in it. I'd love to be in it. I loved working with Matt. I just think he did such an extraordinary job in that film. Yeah. Um if, but what did it say today? You tell me the announcement
2: uh Batman two coming in twenty twenty five
0: July twenty twenty five July twenty twenty five. Are you available to do the Batman for July twenty twenty five? Bear with me. Yeah. We're checking the schedule. March. Right, uh, March. March, March, twenty twenty five. Outside of that, mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to do. That it was a blast. Yeah, and I wanted more. I, you know, I, I, I would have loved to have more scenes in the first film. I understood um that he wasn't the primary villain, and and but when I got when I got into the makeup and when I saw the job that Mike Marino had done in designing Oz, because you know, yeah. cause I, I, as I said before, I've never been able to to um, declare less ownership. Mm for a part I've played than that one. That's awesome. You know, because of what Mike did. I mean it's at least fifty fifty.
2: Have you uh had conversations with uh James and Peter over at now the DC uh studios that's gonna be doing they their entire well most of their slate of the upcoming movies and TV shows they'll be working on. Have you had any no. conversations? No, no none. And then so your conversations have been with Matt mostly?
0: Yeah and I haven't I haven't talked to him about um Lauren Lefranc has been writing the Penguin show, and she's going to be the showrunner. And, uh, and you're
2: getting ready to shoot like soon. Yeah, right? like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We should start. I think we start on the twenty seventh or twenty eighth of Feb. Okay. So it'll be a, a lot of back and forth with all this madness oh, going Oscars, on. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 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 luncheon. Go get into <laughs> <a> Penguin <laughs> makeup. Like come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, I'll be zipping out of my body yeah. suit, <laughs> taking up all Mission Impossible. Yeah, take off my how, head. How long
2: does it take to get into
0: all that? Like. The start, the first time we did the makeup was four hours, and then they got it down to about just sub I mean we'd start the clock every day just sub two, like one fifty-nine thirty-two or something Ooh. like that. Which is fine, Clayton. It gives me a chance yes. to learn my lines and get ready for the day and just relax. Might have had a nap or two
4: <laughs> as well in the chair. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um one thing I want to ask you, and uh, th- never like to get uh personal, but one thing that I, I've always loved about you uh is you're a great dad, and I know that you've been a very, um, a great spoken advocate for kids with special needs. My mm. son has autism. Oh, does he? Yeah, he How's does. He do- How old is he? Uh, he just turned eight the other day. How's he yeah, doing? He's doing great. You How know? does it present, if I may? Oh, uh, yeah. He, he like, I, sometimes I, I'll be honest, sometimes I think he, uh, he's punky me. I think he's like, sure, yeah, I think putting this on <laughs> yeah, as an hat because sure. <laughs> I'm yeah, just, yeah. like, he just says things I'm like. People shouldn't know that. Yeah, you know, right? a
0: child's capabilities yeah. are, are a mystery that we have to be careful yeah. trying to unearth because
2: because you, you just can just put never too know. much on
0: a child or not enough on a child. And I know. you know, it's a it's a I find it's a it's but, a tricky but one.
2: But he's but he's uh, he's verbal and he and he, he, is. he yeah he, he, he. There's a lot of things that I'm sure. Uh, Social cues are tricky
0: for him. Or? Social cues are a little tricky, yeah.
2: but he but he's super personable, super friendly. He'll go Good. up to you and talk. He just, Lovely. You know, he,
0: he's, he's the best. I, I, Look, man, we're all fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're yeah, all, when I say fucked, <laughs> I'm not saying your <laughs> son's yeah, fucked. Yeah. I'm saying we're all, well, we've all got issues, you know? I mean, uh, human beings are on the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, human it, beings are on the spec. We're all, the spectrum of humanity is a obviously multifaceted and very complex spectrum. Yeah. So some are, are, are more so on spectrums than others, of course, and there are clinical diagnoses for some things, but there should be a clinical diagnosis for the condition of being human. Yeah. Um, yeah. My son, James is amazing. He's 19 now. He's an extraordinary amazing. young man and, and he's had, you know, more challenges straight out of the gate than most of us, Yeah, you know, and he's, he's incredibly brave. He's an absolute inspiration to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, what my question for you is, and I yeah. think this has always been what I would love to see is just more awareness on people with disabilities. Cause my, you know, when you have children that you love them, I always think about the future. What happens when he's 19, when he's yeah. out in the world? Yeah. What is something that you would love to see, like the world adopted? I mean, is it just basic knowledge of, of. Yeah. I
0: think it's just, I, I think, I think human beings are at our best when we're curious about others, you know? Yeah. And curious about ourselves. Um Not to the degree of self-obsession, but you know, when, when we, when we question or we wonder why we are the way we are Mm -hmm. as individuals in the first person, why I am the way I am, why I feel the way I feel, why I respond the way I respond. I think there's incredible power in the vein of liberation in that. And so I think to extend that curiosity to the greater environment and to the world, in general, to our immediate environment, I think that's when we're at our best. I think when we're really trying to understand each other and when we're curious about the other and not fearful of the other. And so with that in mind, I think I think that, I think what you just said about yeah. people knowing more, learning more. And of course, then there is the social pragmatics of, of interaction, real world interaction, yeah. the workplace, finding jobs, education for for those who are differently able to is huge and really important and I'm I'm a I'm a supporter of the special olympics you know about the special yeah, olympics yeah. i mean the work that the special olympics does as an organization globally is extraordinary yeah. and obviously you know at the core of the special olympics is the need and the and the um the importance of absolute inclusion you know yeah. so the energy around the special olympics is an energy that i wish was more prevalent in the world because awesome. it, it's funny. I don't. I don't know. Like, who wants to talk about it? Um, yeah, we, look. We, obviously, we're at our best as human beings. I say when we're curious, but we're at our best when we're considerate, and curiosity holds within it the nature of consideration if you're curious about something you're considering that thing so Mm -hmm. that's what i mean by curiosity not to even create more otherness or not to objectify but the kind of curiosity that means you're considering really from your heart another person and who they are and what they're capable of and their joys and their sadnesses and their trials and tribulations and so the energy you know i've been to i've been to three Special Olympics ceremonies, opening ceremonies, and, and been there for the games. One was Beijing, um, Dublin, Ireland, and then when it was on here as well. And the energy of inclusion uh, is just extraordinary. So that's that would be my dream for a world that we ever inch more toward awesome. existing in that space. Thank you, thank you very much for saying of that, course, and sharing but, that. Of course,
2: of course. Um, two last things. One is going to be. Asking you to dig down deep inside Uh-oh. to say some nice things about Martin McDonough and oh, Brennan yeah. Gleason, especially.
0: Because. <laughs> Might Martin, be a bit tired of that, uh, I know. Playing that record. Uh, I know. That vinyl is scratched at this point. <laughs> Martin
2: McDonough, third movie uh, with them, Seven Psychopaths in Bruges, correct? And yes. And now Banshees. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Gleason, yeah, this your buddy comedy I love him. that. Yeah. Who, who would have thunk? that you guys would just make (laughs) magic together consistently. I just need this every few years. Hmm. Um, But there's got, there's some, sometimes the love is so deep. You can do anything together. Uh, And there's a definite special friendship between you and, and, and Martin and Brennan, can you talk about that?
0: Yeah. I just, I knew my, uh... I mean, we're all, we're three very different fellas. I say, what do I mean? We just, you know, we present very different. We've got different perspectives on life and all, but there's some kind of, there's some kind of deep commonality there. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how to quantify it or articulate it, but there's a deep commonality there that means that, you know, it's not like as a result of In Bruges, was there a shorthand on seven psychopaths between me and Martin? Or because of In Bruges, was there a shorthand between me and Brendan on seven psychopaths? The shorthand was there from day one. You know, we didn't really grow into it. Yeah, we're more yeah. familiar with each other and stuff and maybe a little bit more comfortable with each other based on a shared history. But the shorthand was always there. And and we just, it's just a joy working with the two of them. You know, there's no, honest to God, there's just no, there's no bullshit. I mean, we have a good laugh together. We all take the work very, very serious as in we apply ourselves as much as we can and we're asking questions and Brendan's always digging. Martin is an extraordinary writer yeah. and he's 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 capable of creating these, you know, at turns hilarious and, and humane and then macabre and brutal and cruel but kind worlds and lulls you into a sense of security with the comedic aspect and then he hits you over the head with some, some kind of hard-boiled truths as well um, and I just love I love, love, love his writing I saw Six Shooter was the first thing of Martin's mm-hmm. that I'd ever seen the short film that won the yeah. best short of the Oscars that year and Brendan was in that and they're just a, I mean I'd love to not wait 14 years again to work with Brendan you know I, I mean if
2: they're watching get on
0: it yeah, yeah yeah get on it lads get the get the quill out Martin
2: That's Colin Farrell Oscar nominee for the film The Banshees of Inna Sharon distributed by Searchlight Pictures The film is also streaming now on HBO Max. Babylon is an epic tale that traces the rise and fall of multiple people during the 1920s and 30s of old Hollywood, as it transitions from silent films to talkies. Written and directed by Oscar winner Damien Chazelle, it stars Diego Calva, Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, and Gene Smart. Distributed by Paramount Pictures... It's been nominated for three Academy Awards this year, Production Design, Costume Design, and Original Score, for today's guest, Justin Hurwitz. Hurwitz has worked with Chazelle on all of his films thus far, Whiplash, La La Land, First Man, and now Babylon. His love for music began in Los Angeles, where he was born, before moving to Wisconsin. Still, legends like John Williams, who happens to be nominated alongside him this year for The Fableman's, remains his greatest inspiration. We recently sat down with Hurwitz, who's coming off his fourth career Oscar nod for Babylon. The Oscar winner that's behind Iconic Songs and Music for La La Land discusses working on the 188-minute Old Hollywood Epic, how he got his start by writing episodes for TV shows such as The Simpsons, The League, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. We began by talking about the moment this year he got to meet his idol, John Williams,
5: well, John Williams is the reason that I'm a film composer. I think he's the reason that film music um that i that film music meant something to me the reason, I think his music is the music that I noticed the music that made me understand the power of film music growing up with movies like Jurassic Park. And uh, E. T. And, mm-hmm. and scores like that—that that the music is just so inextricable from the movie, and just you never ever forget it. Um, I actually—I had never met him, but after the Golden Globes, I sprinted across the room <laughs> to meet him. I didn't—I didn't know if he was there. I thought maybe he wasn't there, yeah. and then Spielberg was giving the last speech of the night, and he said <laughs> Johnny Williams, and he pointed to the corner of the room, and I was like, You're "He's like, yes? here! He's here!" <laughs> and the second. Spielberg stopped talking I jumped up from my seat and I ran across the room and they were like sort of trying to whisk him out of the room but I was like John I'm so sorry I know you want to get going I just had to had to meet you you're you are the reason I would I said I told him I wouldn't be a film composer if it weren't for you and that's that's the absolute truth
2: yeah oh man and very cordial friendly thank you, and oh and, yeah, you know, and he, he was away. he
5: was incredibly sweet, and I got a, a quick picture with him ah, there you go, and then he got to go home
2: that's a that's uh that's for the album man that's a that's such a good story so let us talk about this uh demon Chazelle character you've been hanging out with a lot uh lately, you know you guys came here together um i have to i don't know how many people know this because i'm I'm just you know sometimes this empty well of i say useless knowledge sometimes but i'm such a big fan fan of the league and a lot of people don't know that you're responsible for the league and i'm just like it's it, I, you don't get to see too many people wear different hats uh especially from the artisans uh you know writer director producer actors those are like people put those uh together but you are also a big fan of writing and you've done some some great stuff uh do you and Damien just fit together that way do you feel like you guys will ever collaborate together on a script or you may ever step into a directing
5: chair. I don't, I don't know about, um, I mean, I, I don't work with Damien at all on the writing side. I, yeah. for people who don't know the league, yeah. um, that was, yeah. People F- know the league. People yeah, she, know the yeah. league.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to feel good for those people who may not, and yeah. F-
5: they're not as cool as yeah, you yeah. or me, but the FX, um, It was an FX comedy that I, yeah, I was contributing to my first few years in L.A. It's a very weird, very weird sort of like side job thing I had um, when I first moved out here. I had studied film music. I wanted to be a film composer. Absolutely. That was always what I wanted to do. And Damien wanted to be a director, and I was waiting – we had been roommates in college, and I was just sort of like waiting on him to make movies that I could <laughs> score.
2: You're like, hurry up, man. Get, yeah. get to
5: it. Yeah. So I had – I kind of fell into contributing – I wouldn't even say you said responsible for the league. I think yeah. that's a little – it's giving yeah. me a little too much credit. I was contributing to some comedies because I would written for a comedy magazine in college, and so I got to know some of the 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 grads of that, and I – I came out here and I didn't have any, I wasn't making, I didn't have, I wasn't making a living. And like I said, we, were, Damien didn't have movies for me to score. So I was like, well, maybe I could like write for some of their shows. So I basically harassed people into getting coffee with me. Yeah. And then. A the, the few people, some people were nicer than others, and a few people like Jeff and Jackie Schaefer, who had created the league, were like, "If you have ideas for the show, um, uh, you know, you can email them to us." So I was like, "Well, I'm doing nothing, and I need, I need something to do. I need something, a you know, way to make it's money, great rent, man, <laughs> exactly." So I just started emailing ideas, like, "Oh, here's a story idea for this character, that character," and eventually they started um, buying a few ideas and. I didn't get a credit the first year, and then the second year, I think they um, they let me kind of help write a story or whatever. So I I, I I i did it for a couple of years until basically until we until Whiplash got off the ground. And once mm-hmm. once Whiplash got off the ground, I had music to do. Whiplash led pretty directly to Lala La Land. And mm-hmm. once there was music to do, that's all I wanted to mm-hmm. do. I'm by far better at music than writing jokes for sitcoms or anything else yeah. and i'm way way more passionate about music i mean it's truly what i love doing but it was a very fun weird way for me to pay my bills my first few years and i'm very grateful that i got to do that
2: yeah it's awesome listen uh, when i think about the last uh decade of, of music and i'm a very passionate uh awards enthusiast but cinephile when it comes to scores and music i just have it's always been kind of like my like i'm a sucker for a good swell and when i think of some of the best in the last decade um and this i always say this is uh indicative of how good it is if i tell people like the name of the track but you know the epilogue from la la land always comes to mind and the landing from first man some of the best orchestrated notes, written notes of any film in the last decade. Two of those are, you know, those are, they're, they're, yours. Um, and then Babylon is so different from, from, from those. What do you, I feel like every great artist has something embedded deep within them that they, that they want to get out. They're just waiting for the right type of uh, vehicle. Obviously you're, you and Damien both are a big, uh, fictionados of jazz and you love jazz is there something that you're dying to put together for a type of movie that or that maybe they're even doing right now
5: i don't know about what i want to do going forward i mean definitely i want to keep doing different things and i want to keep trying learning new things um maybe getting more into production and i'd love to do something more electronic that'd be interesting but um yeah i'd say babylon was definitely a new kind of we, I was scratching a, a different kind of itch in the sense that I, I'd, I've I'd, i always been uh, interested in dance music. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I grew up with, like, 90s and millennial dance music, like Ace of Bass and Franz Ferdinand, all these, like, fun things. So yeah. to get to do, you know, kind of that, like, pounding four on the floor thing, to get to do dance hi-hats, to get to play with those f- feelings, not with the electronic soundscape, but with more acoustic instruments, but still play with, you know, these, these drum breaks and drops and bass drops and using horns as risers, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of almost, almost the way you have in EDM and stuff where you have a rising, 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 then the drop to get to try to play with those feelings, give us that, 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 um, give us that feeling, but using horns and using acoustic instruments. That was something that was really fun and like I'd never written music that had that kind of feel to it. So um, that was that was kind of one of the fun areas that we got to explore in this movie.
2: Yeah. Uh, And just uh, another question about the movie. You know, the the movie came in uh, in December and generate a lot of conversation. It was, it, 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 and I always say I, I love a good movie that is divided. I don't need everyone to tell me it's good. But when you have a movie that some people are like, what is this? And other people, are like, this is cinema. This is brilliant. I'll take that movie any day than something that's just like, eh, it's fine. Um, were you bummed at all by some of, the, did you read any of the reception or were you just, or were you bracing for it and knew this was ambitious and it was going to hit for some and not for others?
5: I definitely – I knew that it was going to be a divisive movie. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew that. Yeah. Um, it's disappointing. Was it wasn't from the
2: elephant poop. Like it's just right from there you do.
5: <laughs> I mean from the elephant poop through all the rest of the bodily <laughs> yeah. fluids. Yeah. Um, I mean I, I think we always knew the movie wasn't going to be for everybody. I, it's definitely disappointing that more people haven't seen it in the theaters. I hope now that it's coming out on you know home video and stuff, more people will be able to discover it um i wish the i've read i've read a lot of the reviews there are people who absolutely love it there are people who hate it there's a lot in between um i think it's i mean the movie has has like so it's it's so stunning um you know what what damien's made i think it's so beautiful it's so rich um it's a it's not a conventional storyline. It's definitely the tone is takes you so many places. It's a comedy. It's a tragedy. It's a, almost a horror movie. <laughs> it's just there. It's so unexpected. So many unexpected things um, that I think it's 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 it can be tough to get on the right wavelength for it. But I'm on the wavelength for it. Like, I love this movie. I really, really love this movie. And I'm grateful when I hear people that, um, you know, are ready for the roller coaster that it is.
2: That's Oscar-nominated composer Justin Hurwitz from the film Babylon, now out in theaters. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Zach Levin edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also... Head on over to variety.com and click on the award circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news analysis and reviews. So for jazz 10 K Janelle Riley and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit.
0: Protect your dream home with American family insurance.